0: Two two two
1: well today's topic. just give me ten minutes this one life
0: one love just give me ten minutes this one life one
1: love and we're back 220 coaching shauna Neil. hope everyone had a fantastic turkey day (laughs) stuff according to the book applies y'all should have gotten rid of that food already i don't want to see none of our listeners up in the hospital man (laughs) so stop eating that if you haven't already throw it away you know you might want to hold on to a slice of pie or a slice of cake or something but that food stuff got to get rid of that man
0: or freeze it
1: If they haven't frozen it by now, babe, (laughs) it's like a decomposing carcass, man. Yuck. Leave it alone.
0: (laughs) Yuck, yuck, yuck.
1: What do we have for them today, babe?
0: Well, what what we have for our audience today are some tips to de-escalate. You know, we've just finished the holidays. I really hope and pray that everyone had a wonderful holiday and that there was not a lot of a lot of family conflict. I'm so proud of my family. I didn't hear a lot of things going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the clans this way. Yep. So that was good. We had a quiet holiday. Um, We had a sick child. So we kind of kept it kind of close to home. Yeah. But oh, my goodness, we had so much food.
1: Yeah, we did. Yeah,
0: we had a ton of food. Um, And then we, we, we took stock of what we're grateful for and what we're thankful for. And one of the things that we're thankful for is that we don't have to deescalate a lot amongst ourselves, but we do do a lot of deescalation with our clients. Absolutely. when we see people, they come in and they have a lot of heightened emotion Mm -hmm. and we kind of give them some tips and some tools to try to bring the the energy down, the negative energy down. So we thought that it would be good around this holiday season. We just, you know, Thanksgiving just passed and we now have Christmas coming up to so talk about de-escalation. And it's not just for couples, it's families. Um we see in the news every single day. And there are accidents and road rage and I just saw a clip of a man hanging onto a car in New York. And wow. it was over. Like literally the car was driving. It ran into three other cars and he was just hanging on to the door because he got upset at an incident that happened while driving. So wow. you know, we just want to give some tips to help to kind of bring the um the the fire down. Yeah,
1: yeah. Lowering <laughs> the temperature, right? Lowering
0: the temperature during the holidays. So let's see. A lot of times when you have engagements with people, it's because of a miscommunication, right? So Mm -hmm. for example, you and I, we don't, we don't have arguments per se, but we will have dust ups, but they're always over something so completely minor.
1: Trivial. (laughs) Always something super stupid. I always end up calling them dumb disagreements. Dumb disagreements. It's always something stupid. Stupid. I'm always like, this is the stupidest <laughs> I've ever seen in my life, man. I mean, case in point, um, there was some uh, pieces of laundry I had that I was holding on to for a few days because they don't go in the dryer, so they just needed to be washed. I was going to send them to the cleaners, but I didn't trust that the cleaners was going to do what they were supposed to do with them. They can't have a hot iron on them or anything like that, can't go in a hot dryer. So I was like, well, wash them and I'll just... You know, hang them to dry. So my wife being a loving wife that she is, she was (laughs) like, nah, I'll handle it. I'll take care I of it. I like
0: your... to do, I'm sorry to cut you. <laughs> no, I like okay. to do his laundry. Like I just that's just one of the things that I just don't want him doing. Like he doesn't like me to take out the garbage. Not that you can't, you know. Um, I know people don't like to adhere to gender roles. It's not a gender thing, it's just my love and kindness for my husband. Yeah. I like to take care of, of the laundry. And I like doing the laundry. It's a peaceful activity for me. I listen to my music and my pods. So I it's just one thing I like to take off of his plate. So go ahead. I'm sorry, honey.
1: So she said, yeah, she would go ahead and take care of it. I said, okay, it's fine. I would have taken care of it just because she has a whole lot on her plate and she juggles a tremendous amount. So me being the husband that I am, I'm like, yo, that's one less thing she got to be concerned about. I can boom knock these out real quick, throw them in the washer real quick, throw them on a the hanger, let them hang up to dry. No sweat. But she said she would take care of it. So I said, okay, babe, cool. So she puts them in the washer. I didn't know that. So I'm in the basement working. I come upstairs. We hang out for a second. I'm like, hey, babe, I missed you. So the kids are home. So one of our kids goes upstairs and takes the laundry from the washer and puts it in the dryer,
0: which is what what they're supposed to do, which is what
1: they normally do. (laughs) This is the part of the routine I'm not a part of. They have a double Dutch where all of them use the washer and dryer. I don't use it that much like i said my wife does the laundry and i've only done it a handful of times i'm going to be completely honest so that's their double dutch if somebody needs to do something they'll remove something and put something in the dryer or washer and then take something else put it in the basket and let the other one know hey i took your stuff and i put it in xyz whether it's the washer whether it's the dryer or whether it's the the basket after it's done or whether it's waiting to finish right so
0: wait so let me take over so Neil being super alert and paying attention to everything that happens in the household, he recognizes that the dryer the dryer has started. And he's like, babe, did you take my items out of the washer? And I'm like, oh, snap. Yeah. <laughs> I just was really busy today. <laughs> and I hadn't gone back upstairs to take the items out of the washer and hang them up. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, let me get up and do it now. And he was like, "Nah, no, nah, I got it
1: hold up no 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 you didn't imitate me the way you imitated me the other day because the other day she said I'm like psh, nah psh, I got it don't yeah. you worry about it no
0: because that's, that that's what I heard I heard like <laughs> that, yeah
1: see thank you thank you for that baby yeah no that's, that's what, what I she heard. heard
0: that's what I heard she heard and somewhere in between is the truth right she
1: shortness <laughs> frustration I heard calm and measured and I'll go ahead and take care of it. It's not a problem I heard frustration. So so somewhere in between what I I think I said and what she thinks she heard is the truth, right?
0: So So in that frustration, I'm like, like, relax. I said I got it. But before I could get up to do it, he's upstairs. So now we have conflict, right? Because I wanted to go upstairs and I wanted to tend to the clothing items. She
1: wanted to execute the process that she had started. I wanted to just go ahead and just take care of it because I was like, I just came upstairs. I didn't necessarily get settled. She was already settled in her station. So it wasn't that I had a conflict with it. I was like, I'll just go ahead and take care of it. Don't worry about it, babe. But see, this
0: is what we always tell our own clients about um, nonverbal signals. So Mm -hmm. it was like the energy that I felt that you said, like, almost like, dummy, you ain't take my stuff out. that's that's what she
1: heard she heard you think i (laughs) mean yeah
0: even though that is so not your personality but again this is just an example of how even us as conflict resolution experts (laughs) we still have a degree of conflict in our lives and relationship but that's normal right so there's no one that you're going to be in constant proximity with that you're not going to have some type of dust up, disagreement or some conflict it's just about how you resolve it exactly. and just to give a little example of neil and i we don't stay frustrated long because we have these tips and truth and tools and some that i'm going to share with you today is what i did to de-escalate that situation it could have went further we could have not talked to one another all night i could have had an attitude like he's going up there to take out those clothes and he could have been like she's about to have my stuff all shriveled up but (laughs) (laughs) but no i had to ask myself is this valuable is this something that's worth arguing about um is it
1: a real issue right? right is it a
0: real issue I had to think about whether or not I was responding <laughs> or reacting. And then I had to put myself in Neil's shoes. That shoe. was very important. I had to put myself in Neil's shoes Response to see versus react. why he may have reacted the way he did to go take the clothes out. So I'll get into those a little bit deeper. Again, the three tips to de-escalation. Is it valuable? Mm-hmm. Respond, don't react. Yep. And putting, putting yourself in the other person's shoes.
1: Absolutely. So
0: let's talk about that a little bit when you're having a conflict with someone um neil and i we always talk about our um our our give an f stock for the day yeah. and i have to give credit i can't remember who the offer is but i'm reading but i've read a book and i the rereading art of not
1: giving F
0: the art of not giving an f and i have to read that you know often and get that reminder because i do have anxiety and i tend to get very worrisome over everything so it's like you have to place your give a f stock right so if you have a stock of five f's to give i have to sit and say is this worth giving my energy towards because
1: if i give one f then i only have four Four more left
0: right and at the end of the day you have a real crisis your child your child might have to go to the hospital someone may call with a real emergency so you want to have enough energy at the end of the day even if you reserve some of those gems and some of those some of that stock. So, you know, ask yourself, is this really worth the argument? Is it worth the back and forth? The is hierarchy
1: this... of Fs, right? You right. got to start to rank them like, yo, is this something that I need to give this energy to? Because if I expend X amount of energy, one of my Fs is gone.
0: Right.
1: And I've depleted some of my energy. Right. Is it really worth it? Like, is it worth what's it? Is the it value? Valuable? Like you said, right, right, what's the return on me investing one of the Fs I have into this?
0: exactly exactly and in doing that sometimes it takes reserving the urge to be right (laughs) right because i could have gone back and forth and said no you did have an attitude when you went upstairs and you would have been like i didn't have an attitude and i would have said well let me show you why i thought you had an attitude and i you know children did you hear how neil went upstairs didn't he have an attitude so all of that is just doing is elongating the conflict and maybe turning it into something more than what it was. What because is the it's value in goal that? Just the goalpost
1: from what the actual disagreement was, which wasn't a disagreement to begin with. It right. was more of a misunderstanding. Right. Right. And when you start to compound things and add things and go back and forth, and everything requires somebody to say something back, and that being right versus being correct, there was no right or wrong in that particular situation. You did what you said you were going to do which was handle the clothing right and i used the term that once i you know sat down and talked to you about it because i think the term did offend you at first i said it's okay babe i understand you got turned around
0: oh yes i forgot about that part he said to me you got turned around and i said wait a minute I didn't get turned around. I just forgot for a moment. So this is where we did a pod previously about words mattering and understanding how words are taken by the other person turned around to me in that moment. It meant flighty, like, you know, I'm not paying attention to the important things, whereas I felt that was more of a thing of me just simply forgetting because it had exited my mind for the day as the day was going forward. So I did take a slight offense to um, what was it that when you said I got turned around. But again, I had to take stock and say, okay, is this something valuable to fuss about, you know, Neil never says anything disparaging towards me. Did he mean that in a negative way?
1: And once I clarified it and said, babe, I get turned around a lot. When I say turned around, I mean, Something else came up that made me forget that I had this other thing that I needed to do something else that required an F probably. Right. Like the laundry to me wasn't high level, right? It was just, Hey, I'm going to go ahead and take care of this just because, right. So when I say turned around, it's because something more important happened. Sick kid, um, email from work, Mm -hmm. something that required way more attention and brain power, than simply putting the laundry in the washer and then other variables like the kids coming in. Because remember, the kids came in and the kids took the laundry out of the washer into the dryer. So that was the variable that was introduced that we had no control over, right? Right.
0: And I think that it's important to double back and and kind of sit here for a second to talk about the meaning of words, right? Because a lot of times, and We discuss this often as well. We even discuss it when we talk about um, interactions with, you know, men in the barbershop and being from different geographical areas and words meaning one thing, one place Mm -hmm. and meaning another thing, another place. I had this happen at work one time. I was in charge of uh, of a project that was a, a big project. So it was something that was going to take like a long time to um manage like a project management initiative whereas i had some colleagues that were on my same level but working in a different department but they took care of the more immediate concerns of the organization and in my conversation with them i explained that a lot of what we were doing with this project was to help alleviate some of the Low hanging fruit.
1: Oh, the low hanging fruit work. And uh, when I
0: tell you, my coworkers took such offense to that, even though my intention was to tell them that we were working really hard to unburden them and to lessen their load as they handled the more day to day tactical items. And we were handling, you know, a broad project that would help support that down the line. Mm-hmm. They took that as if. I was saying that the project that I was managing was more important than the work that they were doing. And
1: that the low-hanging fruit meant they handle mundane, menial tasks. Right,
0: right, right, right. That
1: were of little to no importance.
0: Right. And I just could not understand their reaction until I understood that people can take that term in different ways. So that goes back to what Neil and I were talking about in terms of him stating to me that um, I got turned around because even though Neil looks at the laundering as a not important thing, I explained that that is something that I take pride in doing for my husband. So when he says you got turned around, AKA it's not important. I took offense because I'm like, it's really important because it's the one thing that I feel like I really do for you, right? So this is why conversation matters. A lot of time people will walk away from an argument with your spouse, with your family or a interaction with a coworker being offended at something as opposed to doubling back and saying, you know, when you said low hanging fruit, it made me feel like my job wasn't important. Is that what you meant? I know how I felt based on my interpretation, but was that your intent? And I think a lot of times what we do instead is we go and we call our mother. Can you you believe Neil said that I get turned around? Or can you believe my coworker said that you know my work was low? Girl low hanging fruit no they didn't you know and then you get validation from the person that you're complaining to because you're explaining it from a one-sided perspective as opposed to bringing it to the table of the person in which whom you have the conflict with and the
1: one thing we always stress to our clients that's very important is if they're two people as a part of the ingredients of an interaction introducing different ingredients into an unresolved interaction that Maybe conflict or disagreement is a recipe for disaster. Always. It's a recipe for disaster.
0: And just to put that in layman's terms, have the conversations one-on-one, don't have an audience. Absolutely. And we say that no all audience. the time. No audience. When the audience disappears, the ego disappears and you yep. can get to a place of understanding. So that was great. That kind of delved into some other things, but definitely ask yourself, is it valuable? Is it valuable? valuable. Excuse me. The next thing is respond and don't react. Yes. And we kind of touched on Super that important. a little bit. Um, so what we mean by responding and not reacting is taking the emotion out of it. So I know I have an emotional tie to to making sure that I your laundry is the way it should be. But if I'm Thank just looking you, at the... Oh, you're welcome, honey. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're just looking at the facts of it, the fact of it was that there were items that were placed in the dryer that did not need to be placed in the dryer and they needed to come out. Who took them out was of no consequence, honestly. But I was too emotionally filled in that moment to really just look at it as a fact and instead had um, had a reaction as opposed to a response. So it's always good to, if you all remember, go back to what I've always told you about, taking writing the story and then rewriting it and taking the emotion out of it deal in the facts when you deal in the facts you'll see that it is more warranted to have a response over a reaction reaction. and then the third thing is putting yourself in the other person's shoes that takes a lot of discipline to kind of stop in the moment and breathe and ask yourself why is this person reacting or responding to me in this way? What are other ways that the person may have taken what I've said or what I've done that is um, soliciting this type of reaction or response from the person? And that's kind of like a pause and a reset. So you want to consider anything that may have been misunderstood. Often it's just about being heard right so sometimes people just want to make sure that you just hear what they say and if you cut them off or if you don't participate in active listening and you're just waiting for them to finish so you already have your counter in your mind and you're ready to re- you're ready to respond really, really, really. people feel disrespected so you have to think about that did i cut them off did i let them fully express what they wanted to say after they expressed what they said and i took a certain thing a kind of way did i present it back to them to say so what i hear you saying is my duty for you as a wife is not important and then that gives the person the the opportunity to say no that's that's not not i was just trying to make sure that the clothing wasn't shrunk Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know so definitely try to take a quick pause and think of the different ways that a person could be taking what you're saying of course you're not going to think of everything but if you're getting a reaction that you don't understand more than likely it's been some type of miscommunication and intent versus um how what you did how you said it was received
1: and that last component that you talked about is actually it's really important but it's also one of the most difficult things for us to do as people right right which is to think before we
0: speak yes it's difficult
1: think before we act
0: right
1: oftentimes we are so ready to take our turn Mm -hmm. and react to something or respond to something without fully understanding what was said to us and or done to us right oftentimes we just have an answer when If we feel like we just want to take the impulse and respond really quickly. Mm -hmm. If we can, because we know it's difficult, we suggest that. Your response or your reaction should come in the form of a question. If you can't temper yourself enough in the beginning, because it's going to take practice to sit back and take a breath and come up with a response. That's going to stimulate conversation and get to a resolution. Mm -hmm. Change what you were going to say into a question.
0: And typically that question should be to clarify what you think you've heard.
1: Absolutely. So
0: it goes. What I hear you saying is, or what I think you're trying to tell me is, and interpreting it in the way in which you've received it, again, that will give the person an opportunity to clarify and say, no, that's, that's not at all what I meant, or, hey, yeah, that is what I meant. And then the conversation goes further into, okay, you took your stance, I took my stance, where are we with it now, and how can we move forward? to kind of bring um, any type of negative tension down, because sometimes you have to agree, and you and I have agreed to disagree. We Absolutely. have debated about things and we're just like, yeah. okay, well, you're. I feel how I feel. I presented my points, you present your points, and we just won't agree just about, you know, how good of an artist Wale is. That was one of our biggest debates. Did you actually say that? <laughs> Oh, we had a huge debate about that, but, but, you know, sometimes you won't agree. But the thing is to make sure that it's not walking away with ill feelings or negative Mm -hmm. feelings or nasty feelings, right? It It could be be a a kind way to agree to disagree, you know, and to consider the other person's points, even if you just don't agree, because sometimes it is just a matter of taste or a matter of perspective.
1: And even if agreeing to disagree sounds like a conundrum then what you do is respect other people's points of view, right? Right. There's always something you can learn from somebody else's point of view, because we're all going through a journey on here on this rock, right? We're here for a finite amount of time. We learn something new every single day. Right. Why can't we learn something new from the people that we're around, especially the people that we interact with and engage with the most? We should always be looking to learn something new. Nobody knows everything.
0: Well, you know what, Nealon? I'm glad that you spoke about that i'm not sure how we're doing on time but um
1: we got a few minutes (laughs) okay
0: um a lot you and i talk a lot about people not wanting to admit if they misspoke someone will hold on to in the middle of a debate they could say something and they could be proven wrong like what you're stating as fact someone can bring up a point to show you that you were wrong. But people are so afraid of admitting that they're wrong that they will hold on. Hold on
1: they'll hold on to that.
0: Hold yeah. on to defend the fact, and you're like, "Wait a second! We just proved to you."
1: Or they'll come up with straw man arguments. Precisely. Shift the goalpost.
0: It's okay to be wrong. they use the new
1: word that's been added to what the Oxford uh, Dictionary. Right, know? right, yeah.
0: right. Changing the changing the narrative. You know, yes. I hate that narrative word, but um, changing the scope, changing the narrative. But it's okay. I think we all have to get comfortable in all of our um, engagements with people at, with profe- with, in business, at work, with our children. It's okay to say, you know what? Okay, I had that wrong. Or, oh, you know what? I misspoke. Get comfortable with being wrong sometimes and that's an ego driven thing. And I think we plan on, on our roster for 2023, we have ego as one of the topics that we will discuss, but, um, just to wrap this up again, when having these engagements, try to remember, is it valuable? Mm-hmm. Respond, don't react. Yep and put yourself in the other person's shoes. Yeah. It will definitely help towards de-escalating a heightened conversation or a situation with another.
1: Absolutely. Any parting words, babe, or?
0: No, no, just take time, take time. Also be comfortable with silence. It's okay. Like Neil said, you know, to actively listen, but also give in to the pauses everything doesn't have to be filled absolutely give yourself time to reflect in the middle of an argument
1: (laughs) yeah get comfortable with silence silence is not awkward sometimes silence is calculated yes use it to your advantage use that time to think use that time to choose your words carefully and more importantly Use that time to reflect on whether or not there is value, Mm -hmm. whether or not what's about to happen is going to be a reaction or a response. Mm -hmm. And more importantly, whether reciprocity is taking place where you can empathize and understand where that other person is coming from, what perspective they're bringing into this particular dynamic that we want to call a disagreement and have respect.
0: And that's For number one, and one. you better you better go boy with your cute stuff wrap this up <laughs> Thanks, <Mom. laughs> and from now on i've decided that i am taking your items to the cleaners so on that note
1: <laughs> jefferson cleaners which location
0: no i already take you to jefferson <laughs> cleaners <laughs> i love you honey i love you more all right y'all keep loving on each other and being kind to one another and we will meet back up with you soon
1: 220 coaching, Sean and Neil. Everybody enjoy the rest of the week. We'll see you guys next time.
0: Bye-bye.